You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is uh, Father James Shaw, and I would now wish to uh, begin a uh, series of uh, talks and uh, uh, readings uh, from my own book called At the Limits of Political Philosophy. Its subtitle is From Brilliant Errors to Things of Uncommon Importance. The book was published by the Catholic University of America Press. Uh, it is um, published in 1996, and there is a paperback edition of it. This book begins, as many of my uh, books and essays do, with a series of citations, which I hope will give you some idea into the scope of what this book is about. Now, you'll notice the title is At the Limits of Political Philosophy. So, in a preliminary sense, I wish to keep in mind the notion of limits, uh, a thing is, in a certain sense, what its limits are. The limits of a rabbit are the fact that he can only do certain things that a rabbit does. He can't do what a cow does. He can't do what a horse does. He can't do what an automobile does. And these limits make it what it is. So without these particular kind of limits or uh, uh, boundaries, it would not be what it is. And so, therefore, things without boundaries, limitless things, in other words, uh, we can't get a hold of. They, they, they don't have any uh, substance to them. So the world is created of limited things. And these things then act according to or within their limits of what they are, though that which uh, stands around them to make them to be what they are. And so I want to say, basically, that politics also within the human sphere has its limits. It is a certain kind of a thing and not other kind of thing. And very often the difficulties that, are, uh, that arise in understanding political things is to make it be something other than it is. It is, for example, a um, description of, a uh, analysis of, a science of, as it were, of uh, how men... Uh, live together and organize themselves together for a common purpose of achieving their life and their goals within this world. But if that's all that there is, uh, then uh, the political philosophy in a certain sense has no limits. So Aristotle said, for example, that if man were the um, highest being, Politics would be the highest science. But since politics is not the highest, uh, man is not the highest being, politics is not the highest science, and therefore he is limited by those things within him which are not simply political. And that's more or less the spelling it out of what this book is about. It is a book in political philosophy. That is to say, it is a trying to understand uh, 
the um, very nature of uh, political things as they look to other things both different from themselves and in some sense deal with themselves. So the political philosophy has a kind of a unique uh, place in intellectual things because in part it must know something about all things to be what it is, as I will try to show. The book begins with four citations. The One of them is from Aristotle. Uh, one of them is from uh, Leo Strauss. Uh, the next one is from Samuel Johnson. And the final one is from Friedrich Wilhelmson. And these give, I think, some flavor or some direction to what we are going to consider. The first one, it comes from Book 10 of Aristotle's Ethics, a very famous and important passage, really the kind of the summary of what Aristotle wants to say about political things, so listen carefully to this. He says, quote, We must not follow those who advise us being men, to think of human things, and being mortal of mortal things, but must, as far as we can, make ourselves immortal, and strain every nerve to live in accordance <clears throat> with the best thing in us. For even if it be of small uh, in bulk, much more does it uh, in power and worth surpass everything else. So that's in book 10, chapter 7 of Aristotle's Ethics. So let me say a few words about that particular passage. First of all, uh, Aristotle is advising us as potential philosophers, as students, as those who think about these things, um, to beware of a piece of advice which everyone will sometimes or another receive. And that is that the only subject of our interest is in mortal things. Because we are mortal. That's the truth. We are mortal. What does it mean to be immortal? It means to be a being who dies and uh, with a special nuance in the case of human beings because animals die we are beings who not only die, but know that we will die. And so there's a certain poignancy, a certain um, vividness to our awareness that we are mortal. So that if we are told only to deal with mortal things, that is, the, those things which deal with our lives while we are, are mortal, while we are living, in other words, which we should do and, and know about, then we will cut off that part of our lives which in some sense transcends our mortality, which is what Aristotle is driving at. So therefore he says, don't just deal with uh, mortal things because you're mortal, or with human things, he says, uh, because you are a human. But, um, but he said, try to concern yourselves also with what he calls immortal things, the things that doesn't change. The things that are, in other words, the principles, the understanding, the truths that transcend a particular time and place. For these are the best things in us, he says. And even if they're very difficult to find out about it, they're worth more 
then studying all of the other kind of things which do not bring us to a realization of the real kind of being that we are. So Aristotle is right on this, that, that we are mortal beings and we need to know what mortal things are. Uh, and second, we are not only mortal things and we need to pay attention to those things in us which transcend our mortality. And therefore, the end of politics, for in a certain sense, for Aristotle, is going to be uh, the preparation of our souls in such a fashion that we can deal with these things properly. Now, the second quotation is where I got the subtitle from this book about the brilliant errors. And it's from the Leo Strauss in his book called The City of Man. Strauss was a very famous uh, philosopher, a German, uh, who uh, came to the United States and uh, has great influence in bringing back political philosophy to our attention. And he says, and this again is a critique uh, of those who would again make the study of um, mortal things to be our only study, he says, um, to replace political philosophy uh, by the history of political philosophy means to replace a doctrine which claims to be true by the uh, survey, survey of more or less brilliant errors. Now, his point is that political philosophy is a pursuit of truth and not just a description of what various uh, political philosophers have held. And very often in courses in political philosophy, that's what you will get. What is it that uh, Locke or Hobbes or Machiavelli or St. Thomas or Aristotle held? And that's all, that's all you'll get to our general discussion. And so that this particular political um, uh, science course fits into a broader discussion. But the question is, in all things about, well, many people have spoken about this. What have, have they said? And generally speaking, then uh, you try to understand what they have said, and then you try to see what in it that they have said is, is valid or significant, and what in, in it is stated for some other reason. So generally speaking, that there will always be a kernel of truth in everything, and also that which is not true, and it will be in pursuit of something which is almost true or something like that. So generally speaking, people... Uh, either seek to tell the truth or they seek to obscure the truth because they do not uh, accept it. And so very often that philosophers and thinkers, uh, their very system is, a, is a, a consequence of their not accepting something which is basically true and therefore having to propose an alternative to it uh, which becomes their particular teaching and their particular pursuit. So that this is a, a kind of a brief preliminary uh, for my um, discussions, which will continue with the introduction in the next section, uh, next discussion uh, of the limits of political philosophy. And so again, the book is entitled At the Limits of Political Philosophy. Again, that title is very uh, uh, purposeful at the limits, meaning that there are limits, and that at these limits of political philosophy, 
there are things which are extremely important to which political philosophy leads us. And therefore, it leads us to things that it cannot answer by itself, even though the questions that need to be answered are in fact brought up by political living or thinking about men living together in a polis. And so that therefore that politics, as Aristotle said, is the, again, is the highest of the uh, practical sciences. Um, and, but is not the highest of the sciences as such. And so therefore, in that sense, the wise at the limits of political philosophy, as Aristotle will say, stands really metaphysics and physics and philosophy. That is to say, and why does that, why does he say it that way? <clears throat> that is to say, politics, as, as Johnson says, is the question of virtue. Um, and so therefore, virtue enables us to conquer our desires in such a fashion um, that we can ask objective questions and not be influenced by our desires to seek another kind of an answer for what is the truth. So at the limits of political philosophy, in a certain sense, is precisely those questions about the nature of reality that all men must, in some sense, think about in order to be human beings. And therefore, you have to, in some sense, be prepared to ask those questions. And that's why our studies, we'll see again, of Aristotle's uh, ethics was so important, because the ethics deals with precisely the question of our rule of ourselves over ourselves in such a fashion that we can ask and answer these questions in an objective fashion and not be constantly interfered with by our desires or our definition of happiness, which is in fact defective. And so that uh, the limits of political philosophy uh, is a discussion about what uh, political things are and that how they lead naturally both uh, in, um, in uh, the sense of metaphysics and ultimate revelation and going in the other direction, how they presuppose the family, the institutions uh, of, the, of the civil order and are not totally absorbed into a political uh, reality which doesn't allow anything but its own self and forbids anything outside of itself from being uh, recognized. So the limits of political philosophy then leads you, leads us to those things uh, which uh, indicate um, that there are truths of political things and truths beyond political things. So this is a brief uh, commentary on the beginning and the explanation, as it were, of the title and subtitle of this particular book, again, At the Limits of Political Philosophy, published by the Catholic University of America Press, and it is a book that we will use and read for the next uh, several um, lectures. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.